I'm not gonna put the sigh in there. I just. <laughs> Can you imagine? You start off an episode like, with like, <sighs> we're doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I feel like, uh, I mean, I might keep this all in. I don't know. I feel like it's becoming more obvious we record episodes together, uh-huh. like in clumps. We yeah. don't do it like every week because yeah. I've had several people. I'll have people reach out to me and they'll be like, oh, I love like this episode about this. And by the time they come out, we've recorded them a long time yeah, ago. Yeah. So I don't usually remember. And I listen to them. I don't usually listen to them again until they come mm-hmm. out. I usually listen to them the first day yeah. they come out. But um, yeah, it's funny. I've, I have people once in a while just be like, oh, I loved like, or they'll just send me a quote. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, I need more. Like, I'm not exactly, <laughs> I don't know which one I said it. Or unless yeah. it's something like really stuck out in my mind. Or yeah. if it's like a quote I pulled for social. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, just, you know, this is the fourth one we've recorded today. <laughs> so uh, my mind is a little tired. But um, so I, uh, I have been doing just like a lot of like thinking mm-hmm. and you know I think I've talked before about like I've been in sort of this midst of this like years long ex- uh, existential crisis <laughs> and it's definitely becoming it's intensifying as time goes on um, but it's it's also changed I think a lot of the ways that I think about things and actually of all of the things to really make me like, I guess, search for not answers or search for anything in particular, but just think about things was actually the uh, Meyer Briggs episode that we did. Mm-hmm. I think about it a lot and I just uh, actually listened to it in the last day, maybe yesterday I listened mm-hmm. to it um, because I was behind a week because mm-hmm. I've been really, really busy Oh, that's so, sorry. <laughs> the lights shut off after a couple minutes and it startled me. Anyway, um, because, uh, so, you know, we had talked in the past. I'd been in school. I was finishing an associate. So I've now I finished the associates. Congratulations. Thank you. I am working on my bachelor's now. Um, but what's interesting is I feel like every week something new pops up that is like an obstacle. Mm -hmm. And what I've been kind of struggling with lately is like, okay, is this, am I making the right choice? Mm -hmm. Because these obstacles, to be honest, are mainly financial. Mm -hmm. Um, They started with the fact that, you know, I didn't, uh, I don't want to get into too many details, but basically I I am in a very financially, um, not difficult, but like what's, what's like, not ideal. I'm not, yeah. I'm just not in an ideal financial situation mm-hmm. when it comes to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me realize like, okay, well, if I were to go back to beauty mm-hmm. or, or even go back to where we worked, mm-hmm. uh, which you think is a possibility, I talked to some people and wondered what they thought. And mm-hmm. they also said they think it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I still struggle mm-hmm. with whether I would be welcomed back especially given the podcast and Mm -hmm. that we are honest Mm -hmm. in the podcast. We don't name names. We don't even name the company that we worked at, but Mm -hmm. you know, I think a majority of the people that listen to it are people that worked there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I, I, but I now know about myself that like this sort of need to have, um, wherever I work, like it really needs to align with my personal beliefs. Like that's really intensified. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where I'm at is like, I, you know, I want to finish film school, obviously. Like mm-hmm. that's what I set out to do when I left my job and, and I want to work in entertainment, but you know, I think where I'm at right now is just like, it feels like there are more obstacles than there are open paths. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm really kind of exploring right now, like, yeah, I guess like what I want to do. And it, so I think the reason that I'm bringing this up now and mm-hmm. with you is I'm wondering, like, is this, is this something that you, so actually, okay, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> so when I was leaving, mm-hmm. you had warned me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's going to get really dark before it gets better. <laughs> and it was fine. I was mm-hmm. fine for months. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is fine. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay. 
because everything was kind of going my way or our way if mm. I, you know, bring my husband into the situation. And now I've hit a point. So I, it's, it's March, almost mm-hmm. April. And uh, when we're recording, because this won't come out till late April, but it's the end of March. And, you know, the last, I would say, two to three months have just been filled with a lot of really difficult situations to navigate. Mm-hmm. And almost like, this is not what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't be taking this time and, to be honest, taking this money and the, the financial resources it takes to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's like what I'm kind of grappling with. And I think what's interesting is I think almost what you maybe felt in the very beginning, mm-hmm. which I don't think was that. I think mm-hmm. your kind of darkness was a different set of things. But I think it's interesting that like this like darkness has now come so late mm-hmm. because it's literally, I would say for the last month, it's every single week something new comes up that is just like near catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gone from, you know, having to pay certain out-of-pocket costs at Mm -hmm. school uh you know my husband actually works in a different city than where we live Mm -hmm. and so we can't just move because my school is here and Mm -hmm. we only have one car and like so uh but you know now it's like uh I'm hearing rumors about what our rent increase Mm -hmm. could be and it's I was telling you before Mm -hmm. we recorded it's like astronomical what Mm -hmm. they're trying to raise rents to right now and so it's it's just interesting that like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost in this place of like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting. And so I'm curious, like when when your own version of this was happening, mm-hmm. like, did you, was it, what, what, what was it that you were like thinking or going through? Um, so my version of it is, or was, or still is, <laughs> um, you know, coming out from, you know, again, being in an organization where as much as, as, as stressful as it was, I knew what my role was. It was very defined. Um, and you know, the reason why I was also working until like 1am, 2am the night before my last day was to ensure that I could provide the smoothest transition possible to my team, right? Because I knew that I was leaving behind a group of people um, and that there was definite guilt to that. And at the time, my supervisor, my boss hasn't been there that long. And so a lot of balls were being dropped because without me there, there weren't, I was the only one who knew the full story of a lot of projects that was going on. Yeah. And (laughs) no, you are. And what, cause what's interesting is after you left that shifted to me (laughs) because, because prior to that, before I came in, you were really the only one that was dealing with things Mm -hmm. that was still there. Mm -hmm. And then you left and there was a small gap and then someone came mm-hmm. back. Yeah. But they didn't really know what was going yeah. on because they had been gone for a couple of years. Yeah. Or somewhere else for a couple yeah. of years. And so I, I kind of identify with that because, yeah, there were a lot of conversations where I would have to jump in and be like, oh, that's actually not quite sure where this got shifted. But mm-hmm. no, that is not what happened or that's mm-hmm. not the case. Yeah. Because at this point, I am the only person. There was me and one executive mm-hmm. that were left mm-hmm. and I wasn't trusting them to remember anything yeah. accurately because they were only going to remember things in the sort of scope that yeah. benefited them. Yeah. And and not to say I wasn't doing that either, but, or kind of presenting things in a scope mm-hmm. that, you know, was beneficial to mm-hmm. our team. But, um, yeah, so I, I do, I, I think I took the responsibility slightly less seriously because it wasn't my job to make yeah. sure that those things transfer correctly or, or well, Yeah, <laughs> but it was a lot of responsibility to basically know that I was one of the only people and Mm -hmm. really the only one that was part of a lot of those conversations because everyone else was gone. Mm -hmm. Everybody else Mm -hmm. was gone, Mm -hmm. including, I mean, there were people that came in and left and like, you know, in that time span of like, it is. Yeah. So you know, on one hand, because I know in the past I, I was hard on you around that time of like, why are you doing this to yourself? But it, it makes sense in that context. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it, again, truly like the reason I left wasn't 
because of the team, right? And so I, I didn't right. want to leave anyone. And, and the work itself, you know, that I enjoyed a lot, um, and, which is why if I were to go back to work, that would be the exact type of job that I would look for. I think where it became like a dark place was um, I was needed at work, right? right? I, I was needed at work and... Not that I wasn't needed at home. Like my kids need me. My kids need me. My husband needs me, obviously. Right. Like there is that, but it's it's different. It's not that same type of need. Um, yeah, I mean, your, your, your house wasn't going to fall apart mm-hmm. if you worked a little extra one day. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. I think, I think I get what you're saying. Whereas like... If you had truly just up and left, because mm-hmm. you gave about a month's notice. No, I gave two weeks, but I, oh, I gave I two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> but I was preparing to leave. Maybe that's what. Yeah, it was. so yeah. I was starting to close out on my own, knowing yeah, yeah, that yeah. I was gonna give two weeks. Okay, so you really only gave? I guess I yeah, thought. Yeah, I gave two weeks, but again, there were things that I said for certain projects where they were trying to give it to me. Even though it wasn't, it wouldn't have been my role to do it. Yeah, yeah. And I started pushing back and saying, no, like, this is what I'm going to do. And the rest is up to you to figure out on your own. Yeah. Um, and so I started pushing back on a lot of work, which in the first place wasn't, didn't fall under my scope. Yeah. Um, and then, and then knowing that I knew I could start closing out on my own before I, I gave my two weeks notice. Okay, yeah. But my, my, my point being, if you had just bounced, yeah. like it, it would have been bad. Yeah, like if I said, been, I'm done today and I left. Yeah, yes. and, and, you know, to to be fair to the to when I left, uh, I thought I had buttoned things up pretty well, but I, you know, I got some texts here and there mm-hmm. afterward that yeah. I, I don't mind answering or helping, yeah. but, you know, there was one thing in particular where they were just like, oh, do you have this or do you know it? And mm-hmm. I was like, and I thought I looked through all my notebooks trying mm-hmm. to find what they were looking for. And I was like, I don't think I have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt bad for the people that have to now deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, has to, it had to do with a social account. And mm-hmm. um, because truly there was no one left to deal. I was yeah. the one that set it up. Yeah. I was the one that was responsible for it. I was under the impression that the account was gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, The platform told me it was no longer there. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and sure enough, it was still there. Mm. Um, And they're locked out. I cannot get into it uh, because I don't have my work email. I don't (laughs) have my phone. Like I'm completely locked out. And so, um, yeah, they just kind of had to let it go. And and hopefully someday that platform will get rid of that account. I do feel bad because what's on it isn't fun or good or great. But... um, but yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that that's, did you ever actually answer my question? No, I didn't. Okay, so <laughs> it's I was okay. like, did we get to that point? No, so I, I think that fundamental need that I had at, like, the way I was needed at work was very different from the way that I was needed at home. Sure. And a, a part of me, a, a huge part of my identity was tied to the way that I was needed at work. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that, you know, I will come in and solve problems and, you know, like there, there was immediate relief that could have happened at work that I think sometimes with parenthood, it's not as easy, right? For sure. (laughs) Like there isn't that immediate gratification that happens, um, in parenting that happens or in at work that happens with parenting, I would say. Um, and so all that, and then I just started kind of thinking, you know, what is it that I want to do next? Um, and, you know, talk to recruiters here and there. Um, and for me, like, I didn't want to talk about shampoo again. Right. I guess. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I was either. like, but, but that was kind of the roles that I was being recruited for. Um, and the questions were at getting asked of like, well, what else do you think you can do? And I'm like, beauty is a pretty large category. Um, you know, for you, someone to assume that someone who worked in hair only knows hair, I think that's crazy. And I think that says a lot about the way we hire people in general in the industry of, um, you know, thinking that a person knows only, like, I think category knowledge can be gained, right, of through research, through talking to people and things like that. 
but like the functional expertise is the functional expertise, right? Sure. The brand building, doing the, the uh, strategy, things like that, you know, that kind of strategic thinking is more broad than just hair. Um, and part of me, I became very frustrated because I had to start convincing recruiters that, you know, I'm not just about hair. Right. Um, and it just, it became really frustrating. But at the same time, you know, I started having this um, idea about a brand that I wanted to start. Um, and that also was a super bumpy road and is still continuing to be a bit of a bumpy road because, um, you know, trying to secure manufacturers where they don't know who you are, right? right? Like I'm not going to them as some large beauty company, right? Like it, it is a small business. Um, and when it comes to MOQ, right? They, you know, these companies don't want to have small MOQs, right? right. You're talking, um, you know, when we used to order for our company, like it would be like, what's the MOQ? Oh, 10,000, okay, well, that's fine, right? So if you don't work adjacent to supply, MOQ is minimum order quantity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is something I had to learn. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the point being, because the smaller the MOQ, the more expensive yeah, it's going to exactly. be. Exactly. And so. most people don't, most com manufacturers, they would rather do large volume, obviously, yeah. right? Um, it's, it has to do with the supply chain side of things, too of you know once you get the machine running you need certain amount of volume in there yeah. yada yada all that to say oh so there's like a practical reason too. yeah there's oh, a practical okay. reason for it too um and so part of it you know um doing trying to work with manufacturers overseas became very cumbersome because they don't know you you don't know them you you can't there's no trust yeah. there's no right and then um, it's so easy to ignore you, right? So like I would talk to manufacturers, they would send me samples and then like for after a while, like you get ghosted, yeah. right? And and you're kind of like, okay, now I'm back to square one because if I can't talk to them, then like I can't move this along, right? Um, and so I've been kind of stuck in that rut of trying to move this along, right? At the same time, I you know, I've been working part-time as an instructor, teaching college students, um, in beauty management, right? And so, you know, that that's more so that I could stay in touch with what's going on at the industry because, you know, the brand that I want to launch is related to beauty, right? right. Um, but again, I, kind of going through all this and still in the thick of it um, and, you know, talking to people, I you know, I do wonder, like, was that the right choice? Not the right choice of leaving the company because, yes, that yeah. was the right choice, but not trying to immediately really putting myself out there to try to secure the next role. But but I think to your point, Nami, and, and we, we, to be honest, I think we've talked a lot about things that we've gone through, but in some ways we've only scratched the surface in certain situations because... I think behind all of the people that left in regards to our team, the, mm -hmm. the, the functional or the, the, the brand team we were mm -hmm. working on, the driving factor was pretty much the same, which mm -hmm. was there kind of, I think the, the, the root of when we all realized like, okay, this is bad mm -hmm. and it's not going to get better mm -hmm. was one two day <laughs> photo shoot. Mm. I, I mean, I think that ended up being the core of a mm -hmm. lot of us leaving mm -hmm. because it became very apparent that we as people were not being valued mm. as much as money. Mm. And, you know, I, I think that there's probably the opportunity down the line to do a whole episode on that particular photo shoot. And I think <laughs> it would be interesting to do so mm -hmm. because... Of the time frame, it, you know, it took place midst early COVID. Mm -hmm. It was the fall of 2020. There were no vaccines. We were still kind of learning about how it transmitted. Uh, transmissions were still super high. Um, and we were tasked with getting a photo shoot done and quickly and cheaply. And, you know, but also we had to follow all these rules and pay for these things. And, and there, there was, 
it was almost like we were, I mean, to be honest, we were being set up to fail. Like we were being set up to not succeed, Mm -hmm. but we did. And we pulled it off and we did good work. And, uh, but that was never truly like acknowledged. Mm. Like no one ever actually even expressed what I would say like is gratitude for Mm -hmm. for us doing that. Mm -hmm. And the people who demanded it were not present. Mm -hmm. Um, partially because we could only have so many people there because it was in the middle of COVID and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it was no one's fault, but those two days happened to be like the hottest two days of the fall and we Mm -hmm. were outside and, um, you know, it was just, it was a lot. Mm Um, but you know, I think, uh, you know, the point that I'm, I'm trying to make, I think is just that like, yeah, I, I wonder sometimes, and that's what I've been wondering a lot lately, is like, man, did I really just like screw all this up? Mm-hmm. Like, did I put myself in a position because even if I think, okay, this isn't working out, I need to go back to beauty, I'm in it, like, how long is my is my experience relevant? Mm-hmm. How long, uh, you know, are people going to take me seriously in the beauty industry? Because unlike you... Mm-hmm. I'm really only qualified. It, this is a little different now, but like at the time, I was only qualified to do what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was not qualified. I was not qualified to go to any other industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could maybe stretch it into makeup mm-hmm. or something like that, but mm-hmm. like I, hair care was really kind of what I knew, mm-hmm. um, and I knew it in and out. And I, you know, I was a functional expert, and mm-hmm. so you know, I felt very trapped, mm-hmm. which was why I wanted to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't see another way out. And no matter what anyone told me, because I would express that a lot of like, I don't have another choice. I am stuck. Mm-hmm. Like, and I felt stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there was some freedom when I got to leave and there was some relief. Uh, and of course, I was still working in school and I was still, uh, or I was still working on school. I wasn't working in school, but, um, and so there was some relief and some some pressure release but I think that pressure release came around in a really different way mm-hmm. in that, like, you know, I feel immense guilt for, mm-hmm. like, doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that my husband works and he works really hard and he works really long hours and, mm-hmm. you know, he works in an industry that's not, doesn't treat people a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying his company, you know, his company's fine, but, like, it's just, that's tech. Like, tech is is hard. And mm-hmm. so in some ways I feel, like, immense guilt because... I don't have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have like, but on the, on the flip side, you know, there's almost no way for someone to work in a film bachelor's program. Mm. You are expected to work on things Monday through Friday, all day long. Mm -hmm. Like, and you don't get a lot of notice on things. Like you kind of have to be flexible enough to be able to just, you know, shoot a project on a Monday and have it ready on a Wednesday. Like Mm -hmm. that's the reality of of film school and short of never sleeping. Like, and and my school is really open about like, you really can't work and and do this. Mm -hmm. Like your priority has to be school. And so I think, you know, I I don't regret leaving um, because I, I think I would have exploded mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like in a violent way or anything, but like, I, I don't think I could have kept in what I was thinking mm-hmm. much longer because mm-hmm. even on my way out, I was not nice to mm-hmm. certain people. Mm-hmm. I was pretty harsh mm-hmm. because they were very complicit in how we ended up being treated. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, the idea was like, well, the situation's gone or, you know, the, the, the driver of that situation's gone. So mm-hmm. it's over. We're done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, because no one ever actually dealt with what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it caused a lot of distrust for mm-hmm. some of us to continue to work there knowing what we went through and, you know, and I think in some ways, some people that worked on that shoot might think that this is our reaction is blown out of proportion because there was, what, maybe 15 people on set for that? Maybe smaller. Between us and the agency. I think it was still smaller. 
Parker Fire System. Yeah, maybe 10, mm-hmm. tw- 10 to 12. Yeah, we kept it really but small. Regardless, I think some people that was just, you know, I, like our makeup artists, for example, I think that they were doing a lot of stuff like that, yeah. like shoots. And yeah. So to them, it probably felt pretty normal. I think that mm-hmm. they worked, uh, except for maybe the first four months of COVID, like after that, they were working pretty steadily yeah. again as production picked back up. But we weren't. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing We didn't do a lot of shoots to begin with. And mm-hmm. so it just... You know, I think to some people it would feel like maybe we were overreacting, but I, you know, my feelings around that whole situation never changed. And I think that's where, you know, I've had conversations with my husband where it's like, well, of course, if we end up in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, we are in dire straits, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I will do anything that mm-hmm. I have to, to make sure that we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But now I think what I'm kind of almost struggling with is like, well, what? how do I define this? Like Mm -hmm. how, and I think what I've been struggling with so much lately is like, I, I don't believe so much in like higher powers or, or anything like that. Like I think life is just kind of life and it Mm -hmm. happens, but it's hard to ignore. Like, I mean, literally every week something new comes up that is just Mm -hmm. this massive obstacle Mm -hmm. that I have to figure out. And I have almost no time. Mm -hmm. This latest one is I at least have some time because I found out about, these rent raises through mm-hmm. someone else and mm-hmm. I, my rent won't go up for several months still but like you know this is the one I can prepare the most for but mm-hmm. is it even worth it to like continue to put financial stress on us to kind of you know and we talked about this in another episode where like there's a level of delusion that you have to have to go into entertainment and think mm-hmm. that you're going to succeed because the vast majority of people do don't succeed Mm -hmm. it's something like 90 over 90 percent of sag aftra uh members support themselves doing something other than acting Mm -hmm. so like it's it's not just writing and writing is one of the harder uh, mediums to work in but it's not just writing or directing or whatever like it's just that industry as a whole is highly coveted and highly gatekept Mm -hmm. gatekept and so you know it's really hard to to get in and Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean that's just like this is on my mind constantly of Mm -hmm. like what even would i do at this point like i'm not really qualified like the conversation i had this morning is like it would almost be better to just stop now Mm -hmm. because it's not like i can do anything with six months of a bachelor's Mm -hmm. if i end up having to stop later like Mm -hmm. it's you know it's either you finish or Mm -hmm. you don't Mm -hmm. or you just don't do it at all like Mm -hmm. but there's not really a point in doing half of it Mm -hmm. and at this point i don't need two associates Mm -hmm. like i need i need a bachelor's Mm because and part of it is i need the experience i need Mm -hmm. the projects behind me to be able to show something yeah and you know especially with film school you you don't necessarily get to leave with your own project but you leave with a finished something whether it's a pilot or uh, finish short film or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, even like a proof of concept of like, I have this idea it could work. Like, look, I, I've produced this or I worked on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where it's like, I, I struggle now with like, I, I don't know what to do. And I think that part of the reason I kind of wanted to talk about this is I think up until this point, the, we've been really, we've always been honest, but I think we've always been really positive about everything mm-hmm. and I think because I felt that way but I think this is kind of this last like month is the first time I'm really running into like things are not positive mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is and you know we've talked in the past about like we were both really fortunate to be able to just walk away mm-hmm. and, and take the time and you know now I don't know what to do with that because out of all of the beauty companies I don't know where I would rather work I don't mm-hmm. and, and here's the hard thing and I probably shouldn't admit this on something like a podcast but I don't care about beauty like I, I don't and I didn't care about it when I was working in it mm-hmm. like the last I would say especially the last year which mm-hmm. was about the timing of that photo shoot mm-hmm. I just didn't care about any of it mm-hmm. like I, I didn't care about shampoo I did not care about beating this competitor and and you know, yes, something could have happened had we lost a big retailer. It would have sucked. But, like, at the end of the day, the world would have kept going. And, mm-hmm. like, I just have a hard time taking any of it seriously. And I'm not even saying that entertainment is better than that or, like, entertainment is more important. Mm-hmm. I just think that because it aligns with what I value. Because mm-hmm. I love entertainment. I love television. 
um, I I favor TV over film, and I actually like would rather work in TV over film, mm-hmm. even though it's much more volatile. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I, as a medium, I think TV is more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is all just stream of consciousness. I yeah. there's truly no plan for this episode. Well, I know. I think <laughs> what I was gonna ask when you know you were talking about that is you know can you imagine going back to your what you do, what or what you did um, at a competitor, right? Um, and my, well, my takeaway is that, that my takeaway is that you don't want to. Not really. Yeah. I think, but I think here's the the thing is I think as a as a beauty professional, there are a few companies who actually value and put their professionals in positions that really make decisions. Mm. And I will give credit to where we worked that I felt valued, Mm. but that had less to do with the company and more to do with who I worked with. Mm -hmm. And I got particularly lucky that we had a really good local team. Mm -hmm. We had a really good global team. Mm -hmm. That was not the case (laughs) for everybody, Mm -hmm. for all the brands. Mm -hmm. That was pretty unique to us. Mm -hmm. And that was made clear to me when I came in of Mm -hmm. like, you are lucky. You have kind of the best case scenario in mm-hmm. that our global team valued us a mm-hmm. lot and, and we valued them. And we got to a place where we were working really well together. When I first came in, it was a little bit rough, but we got to a place where it was like we understood we needed each other mm-hmm. and um, and we wanted to work together. I think that was important mm-hmm. too, that we weren't trying to like separate ourselves and like say like you're global and we're local, like stay out of it. We understood that the better the globe understood our needs, mm-hmm. that we actually had less local work to do and we could concentrate on executing things better than trying to create and execute mm-hmm. because we were not really set up for creation. We weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be doing creation, mm-hmm. but a, a lot of global you know, had their, their vision and they didn't take their big markets into account all of the time. So then they ended up, you know, the local markets then had to figure out creation and we weren't set up that way. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in North America. I think some other markets were set up better. But, you know, every market set itself up. So mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, we kind of had to deal with things. So anyway, all of that aside. So, you know, I think about competitors. I have friends who have gone into competitors uh, from where we worked. Um, some have worked out and they mm-hmm. love it. Some have not worked out and mm-hmm. they didn't stay for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually ended up back where we worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they also had different reasons and I think they also love beauty. And I Mm -hmm. think that's the biggest thing is like, when I think about going back to my old job, whether it's in that company or for someone else, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I was good at it Mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it at the time, Mm -hmm. but I think it had more to do with the people I was working with Mm -hmm. than the actual work we were doing. Mm -hmm. And all of those people, for the most part, are gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, I mean, even the person that backfilled you, for example, mm-hmm. I love them mm-hmm. and they were really great to work with, but it just was a different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think it almost felt like, for their sake, me leaving was kind of the final piece of like, okay, it's their team, their vision, their, because I still had some of that leftover, mm-hmm. like baggage from mm-hmm. whatever. And so in some ways, and I don't know how they feel about it. Uh, I've not talked to them or seen them in quite a while. But, um, you know, in some ways, I think that it was probably a little bit of relief when I left Mm -hmm. because, yeah, I was the last, I was the last kind of Mm -hmm. person that was holding over from the previous teams. And, um, you know, I think I I was so jaded Mm -hmm. by so many things that I think that in some ways I was not helpful because... Mm -hmm. I just had my own thing going on. And, and also, by the time they came in, I already had an exit plan. Yeah. Uh, I ended up leaving earlier than I had planned. Mm-hmm. But, like, I had an exit plan. I had a plan to get out. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I had that, I was just over it. And, mm-hmm. like, I didn't take anything super serious. I mean, I did mm-hmm. my job. I got things done. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't care if we missed some target by you know, $40,000. It didn't matter to me yeah. because even if we exceeded the target, it never benefited me yeah. directly. Yeah. I might get some loose recognition with the rest of the team, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the year that COVID really hit 2020, 
we missed out on merits, mm-hmm. but the company actually had like a near record-breaking year mm-hmm. and that never came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so even the next year, a lot of people's merits missed inflation. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 have, I struggle going back to a place where I don't control, mm-hmm. I guess, what happens. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, I don't control any of what happens. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for me, I, the photo shoot actually wasn't the pivotal moment for me. I think it was building for some time on well i think it was but i feel like that was kind of the final straw of like okay you truly don't care like <laughs> i because i think that was because you're right it, it did it was building up for a long time yeah but that i think was the moment when when it finally came through of like okay you're gonna do it and i think we all had that moment of like seriously like we're really gonna go through with this uh-huh i mean there was that moment of like i can't believe we're doing this um but there was a lot of also, because, um, you know, I asked myself the question that I ask you of like, can I see myself going back to the company? And again, for someone, you know, I did care till the last minute, till yeah. the 2am that I was working of whether or not our brands pulled through for that financial yeah. goals that we set. I mean, that was also your job. Though. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't so much my job. I mean, yeah, everyone needed to care about the financials, but like it wasn't, I, I didn't have a, in, as direct of an impact yeah. of like, they couldn't really trace like, okay, as Michael super effective, I could take credit for those yeah. things and be like, yeah, I contributed, but it would never have come back on like Michael messed this up. Yeah. Michael made a bad decision because there was no decision for me to make yeah. that would have been that big. Yeah. So for me though, like it was like, I knew we were financially on track uh, for the comp- for the brands yeah. that I was man- managing. Because well, we were killing it. Well, well, I manage other brands too, right? I'm, I mean, yeah, as I was a company. In and out on other yeah. Too. yeah. So for me, it was it was knowing that I left it in a good place because I did care, and I yeah. for me, um, you know, do I care about beauty in a sense that beauty junkies care about beauty? Because there are people at our work who truly love like trying out products. Like they, they like, you know what I mean? There are, they are true beauty junkies and enthusiasts. I am definitely not that. Right. I like it because it is what I do. Right. And, and, and really what I enjoy doing is the functional part of it, of doing brand marketing. Um, so I ask myself that question every time, you know, I get into that place of like, what am I doing is like, can I go back to where I was? And I just, it's hard to breathe when I think of that, because it came to a point where I felt like I was on this merry-go-round that I couldn't get off on. And, and, And part of that came from a lot of conversations that were being had at you know, at my peer and above levels of decisions that they wanted to make on these brands. And I just felt like I've had the same exact conversation three years ago and nothing has changed, but we're having the same conversation because we have new ownership and new people. And it's like, it's like everyone else has gotten off that merry-go-round except for me. And so for me, it was like, going through more and more in circles with different people about the same topic that I already knew the outcome to. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of weighing on me because people think that they're coming with, with these new ideas and, you know, this is how we're going to like blow up these brands. And I'm like, no, you know? So, (laughs) I mean, in the two years I was on that team, we had three different VPs. Um, you left before the third. Yeah. So yeah, we had three different VPs because the VP we had left right after you. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of understand what you mean. It felt like this constant cycle of having to prove ourselves. And it's hard when someone new comes in, especially an executive, because they have all these ideas. And it's one of those things where I, I absolutely believe people are always like, well, we've done that. We've tried that. It's like, well, did you try it the right way? Did mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And, and I understand that. But at the same time, it was like, 
we would have these people come in and they would have these huge ideas and we would have to kind of be like, oh, like we know that doesn't work or we know that's not feasible or we just, that's not our brand plan or that's not who we are. And depending on, you know, who the person was and what their objective was is what we were up against. And we were in this constant flux with not even just our VP, but several VP roles would turn over or we would come up with a plan and it would all be aligned and then either someone new would come in or they would change their mind or we were trying to cater to one specific like channel and like it was just it it became so chaotic and what's interesting is i think you talked about like a heaviness and what's funny is i i was talking about this this morning is like i am um i feel this like constant heaviness which Mm -hmm. is is stress it's Mm -hmm. it's anxiety and, and panic but what's interesting is I actually saying that made me remember that uh, there was a portion of time where I was having like week long panic attacks, just low level panic mm-hmm. attacks where I would just have trouble breathing. And mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't triggered. It wasn't it was just be I would be sitting in my apartment and just slowly realizing like I'm not breathing like mm-hmm. I need to breathe. And I would have to like talk myself through that. And I'm not having that so much as like, I just, I am heavy all the time Mm -hmm. right now. And to your point, I also was, it had that similar same heaviness, but like I, you know, I would get eye twitches. I was uh, having psoriasis breakouts on my face Mm because I have psoriasis, but like I can usually kind of keep it at bay, but like. I would have it start breaking out of my eyes. And like, Mm -hmm. it was just, I I was under this like crazy amount of stress. Mm -hmm. And I guess to me, it's almost, I I don't know. I don't know if it's worth being under the stress that I am now of like not being employed and not really like uh, contributing to my, my family and my relationship in the same way that I I used to be able Mm -hmm. to, because it puts a lot of stress on my husband as well. Mm -hmm. Like, he, I know, feels a lot of panic and a mm-hmm. lot of just stress all mm-hmm. the time because his whole thing is like, well, what if something happens to me now? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a backup, which isn't entirely true. We have somewhat of a backup, right. but like, you know, it's not going to last forever. We're not, un- we're not in unlimited money. Mm-hmm. Like, we have finite resources, and and you know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. The thing that I'm struggling with lately is just like, I don't, I don't know if if this is truly worth it Mm -hmm. to keep going and doing what I'm doing because it's not like I'm close to being done. Mm -hmm. It would be different if there was light at the end of the tunnel, but the tunnel, you know, goes on till 2024. Like, and there will be no significant income in that meantime Mm -hmm. because, you know, I do some like background work, but it's inconsistent. Like, Mm -hmm. in fact, today we weren't even sure if we would be able to record Mm because I was hoping to get a job for today and I didn't end up getting it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just that type of like, if even if I am bringing in money, I mean, even a day of background is only mm-hmm. a few hundred dollars yeah. if I'm lucky. Yeah. And it's a long, you know, to make a few hundred dollars working background, I need to be working like over, you know, 15 hours that yeah. day. Um, not that it's arduous or like the hard work I and mean, it's mostly sitting, but like, yeah. you know, it's time away and, and time away in exchange for not a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. What's helped for me recently, um, is just kind of thinking of this as a moment in time for my life. Um, and if I think about it from the perspective of how much am I really going to live? (laughs) Right. And then at what point do (laughs) I want to retire and like stop working altogether? And then also thinking about, okay, then what does this time mean for me right now in terms of what I need to get done? And I told you before we started recording that I recently met with one of my mentors. Um, and, and, his advice works for my personality and the type of person that I am. And I'm not saying that you should do this or everyone should go do this. But the piece of of advice that he gave me was follow a timeline and you have to give you give yourself a no go, no go points. And I thought about it. And for me, kind of knowing that 
like I, I went back and I started thinking through, okay, well, if I can't get certain things done by this time, I have to tell myself it's a no-go point for me. Right. And knowing that actually pr- brings me peace because, you know, there's a part of me that feels like, am I going to do this indefinitely? Yeah. And then there there's almost this like, no sense of control um because at work yes there were things that were out of my control but there were also a lot of things that were under my control where i could i knew i can control things to control the outcome of it but i think being out of work there are a lot of things where it's just like it's not up to you like for example me talking to manufacturers i can be i can pester them i can do as much as i want but if they don't want to partake then there is nothing going moving forward right and so i think that control part of not having the control and not knowing um was really weighing down on me but again just having that conversation with my mentor and thinking through all right like let's really set a timeline and if i can't do this by this this time this year then i'm gonna have to just call it that call it and say good effort like i tried but maybe the timing wasn't right maybe whatever wasn't right like then i need to find what's next um yeah and honestly kind of thinking about doing that and you know setting up goals in between to get to that point um has helped me have a i think a brighter outlook yeah i I understand what you're saying and i think i i think similarly because that's kind of what i've been saying it's like you know, it's like, just give me, give me this time, give me this time. And I really think I can make this work. And that's kind of like the, the, the thing I keep going back to is like, again, there's a level of delusion you have to Mm -hmm. have to go into entertainment in general. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm fully aware that I'm, I'm leaning into that delusion right now Mm -hmm. of like, and it really comes down to like, I think I can be the exception. Most people are going to fail. I think I can fight through that. And Mm -hmm. I think I can actually get there and Mm -hmm. make it. I have no reason to think that I have nothing to back that up. It's literally just convincing myself that this is worth it. And to your point, it, it is that like, it's like, just give me this time, give me this couple of years and I think I can make it work. And I think I, I think that not only will this be worth it, but I think like, it will be more than worth it. I think we will like get more out of this return on this because it's an investment at the end of the day. This is just like the worst kind of investment <laughs> we can try to make on ourselves yeah. is education. And it sucks that it has to be that way. And like it it makes me, you know, because we were talking before we record, especially about the rent thing, because literally like an hour before you showed up today mm-hmm. is when I found out about uh, the, the rent increase mm-hmm. and like how much it's actually going to be. And it really kind of, messed with my mind a little bit in the moment because mm-hmm. it was just like I, I you know on one hand it's like I can't get a break mm-hmm. like it's just been week after week I have to deal with these giant obstacles and I have no way around them and I don't you know, like I can't really contribute except to just like you know tr- try to control my my emotions around mm-hmm. it and try to give ideas but like you know at the end of the day I I don't have I don't feel like I have much of a say because it's not, it's not my money right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's my, my husband's working and again, he works hard and, and I feel bad that he's under as much stress as he is, but it's like, just, if I have this time, if I have this chance, I think I can make it work. Mm-hmm. But like to even get the chance, it's so long. And to your point of like, okay, I have these po- of like, when does it become too much and I have to get out? Mm-hmm. But that's where it's like, well, if I'm a year in and I have to get out, then that's a year wasted. Like, the, mm-hmm. I'm not only taking the gamble of, like, okay, I'm going to put myself in massive amounts of mm-hmm. debt uh, for this chance mm-hmm. to succeed, but also, like, I could get halfway through and either run out of money or run out of resources or just mm-hmm. I'm needed to mm-hmm. go do something else to, to you know, more or less save my family. Mm-hmm. And then the whole thing was was for nothing honestly mm-hmm. like and, and i'm not saying because i i think we've had this conversation i think maybe the very first podcast conversation that we both tend to skew negative like we we, we do we kind of have to catch and and i've i've really learned over the years to get myself out of that mindset mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's mental health or or what it is but i have such a hard time pulling myself out of that right mm-hmm. now 
of like all I see are obstacles. Mm. All I feel are obstacles. And on in in some ways I'm like, okay, maybe this is the sign that this is not for me and I mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing this. But on the other hand, I'm like, maybe this is because this is just how hard people need to work mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, do this. Mm-hmm. But then I have to remind myself that again, and, and this is my, cause I think this is where we really differ, but like in my, from my worldview, no one is in control. <laughs> Things are just happening. And all I can control is my response to them, which is actually something my friend uh, that we used to work with would tell me. And, you know, the only thing we can control is our response to things. But, like, that doesn't even feel like enough right now. Because, I sure, I can control my response all day long. But those things, are they're, they're still coming. They're mm-hmm. still going to happen. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it, it's, it's, I mean, we've talked about other things. We don't have to get into that. But, like, I, I've definitely, I've been in a darker place mm-hmm. lately than I have been in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I don't like talking about it because like I, I said, is like I, I, I'm so afraid of pulling other people mm-hmm. into that mm-hmm. because like, like, like I said, once that's opened, mm-hmm. there is no shutting it. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to shut it and I have tried to ignore it. But like there, there are two specific, specific thoughts that I've had in the last few weeks mm-hmm. that like I really honestly feel like once people sort of have those thoughts, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. There, there is no coming back from those thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's opened. And 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 the the first time I had that thought, I, I remember thinking like I have ruined myself. Like mm-hmm. I have ruined my mind mm-hmm. because it's always there now. Like no mm-hmm. matter what. I cannot get rid of these thoughts. And, mm-hmm. and they're about the future and kind of, you know, what happens later. But it's just like, I, I, I like, I feel like I've opened that in my mind and like, there's no shutting it off. Mm-hmm. And like, but almost like that stress now has like compounded into everything else. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I obviously I'm not looking for answers. I think I'm just kind of talking and, mm-hmm. and, and comparing like what we've both gone through as, as far as when we've left. But you know, I think the major differences is like you, you know, the teaching thing is not necessarily what you want to do and it's not full time and it's not a career path, but like it's something you, you went a different way and, and you're still contributing. And I think that's maybe where I'm struggling is like, I'm not even contributing. It would be different if I was just like contributing anything to any, anywhere, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I, I, I'm not like, I'm not putting anything out. I'm not, I'm not making anything for public consumption at the Mm -hmm. moment. And so everything I make is kind of a secret project that never gets released because it's not meant to. Yeah. And yeah, it just, I don't know. It gets quick question. Were you pleasant when you were working? Like, were you pleasant to you to be around? Mm -hmm. Oh, to you, uh, to my husband. It's okay. We can say it. (laughs) Sorry. I I can do it. Uh, I mean, now there's a secret who I'm married to. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's a better question for him. Um, Do you think you were being pleasant, like a good person to be around? Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm a hard person to deal with on a good day, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's just my personality type. I, I am detail oriented in a way that is unhelpful Mm -hmm. and that like I want things done in a specific way and it does my brain does not process why other people do not do them that way Mm -hmm. and this is something I've I've learned about myself but something I've always kind of struggled with so an example of this would be like if I am in a grocery store and I need to suddenly step backward I'm going to glance behind me to make sure there's no one behind me most people do not do that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, it's it feels like a, a duty to other people around me to mm-hmm. make sure I'm not going to run into them mm-hmm. or step in their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example would be like you're walking in a mall or walking, like we go to Universal all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband and I, not you. And I, <laughs> but like I go, I go to Universal all the time. Uh, people will just like, they'll be walking and they'll just stop. Yeah. Like, I would never do that. Yeah. I would always veer off to the side like, to hug a wall mm-hmm. to stop because mm-hmm. most people are not going to be over there. Mm-hmm. So I think in that way, I'm really difficult because I, I have learned to stop expecting that because I've learned that that's not normal mm-hmm. and it's not a bad thing. It's just not normal. It's not what most people think of. Um, so when I was working, I, I don't think I was easy to deal with mm-hmm. because I was unhappy mm-hmm. and 
things would happen at work and they would affect me and I, I was unhappy about it and I didn't like it. I didn't like the job I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the the work I was doing because I didn't I just didn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about beauty. And what sucks is like that really ended up being driven by things that happened. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's so hard because you know there's a specific group of people that made really specific decisions that affected me really negatively and really just killed what I really enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And so then it became about the people <laughs> and then the people started leaving. Mm-hmm. And then it, I just kind of was looking around because I remember the day there, there was me and one other left. Mm-hmm. And I remember the day they came to me and they said, Hey, I, I'm, I just resigned. Mm-hmm. And I went to my husband. And I said, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this without these other people mm-hmm. because that was the only good thing left mm-hmm. was like when bad stuff would happen, I could at least go to these other people and be like, Oh my God, like, this is so stupid. Why? And now I'm almost having to put on a show for the new people. Cause I wasn't, again, I wasn't trying to take anyone down with me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I had these things happen and I had these thoughts, but like they were mine and they were my experiences and, and things that happened to me. So I wasn't trying to, uh, affect anyone else. In fact, there was, uh, someone had just gotten hired, just met me and I resigned the following week. Mm-hmm. And then we waited, I think another two weeks. Cause I gave a long notice, mm-hmm. like six weeks. I think another two weeks, we finally told that person because they were just coming in. Someone had left like right away. Like it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like mm-hmm. people were leaving. They were hearing stories about people leaving mm-hmm. and their manager and I, cause we worked closely together mm-hmm. had agreed like, okay, we're not going to tell this person for a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I, every time I would tell someone, I was like, please, this is not a broad announcement mm-hmm. yet. Like I need to get through this list of people and then like, you will know when you can talk about mm-hmm. it. And everyone was great about that. But like, uh, I realize I have not answered your question. I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> but in the grand scheme of like, was it pleasant to be around? Um, no, I wasn't. And mm-hmm. there was a, a short period of time where I think I was much more pleasant to be around. But then, you know, it's really like this this last month, mm-hmm. uh, which is interesting because it is the year of the tiger. Mm-hmm. I am a tiger. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be a bad year for it you. It is a bad year. And so, you know, my husband kind of makes fun of me, but like I am wearing red every day like Mm -hmm. i'm I'm, because i don't know what else to do and Mm -hmm. i don't believe in astrology whether Mm -hmm. you know it's it's the moon astrology or or chinese zodiac or whatever Mm -hmm. like i don't believe in any of Mm -hmm. it but i don't i am just at this place where it's like i will do anything Mm -hmm. i will try anything to like make this stop Mm -hmm. because it's becoming like just like what what next like Mm -hmm. what is going to happen next and it's not like things are progressing or getting worse. It's just like, it's just bad thing after bad mm-hmm. thing keeps happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, whether I was more pleasant before or not, I think that I put more effort into not blowing up. Mm-hmm. I can be a really emotional person and I, I can have a short temper and it's not something I embrace about myself. It's something I mm-hmm. try to like, uh, mitigate but I think even with you I think like I had certain people at work uh, you and then there was someone else that like we would get out of meetings sometimes and we would just get on the phone and we would just like yell at each other and we weren't <laughs> yelling at each other but it was like we just needed to get it all out mm-hmm. we needed to just we were mad Vent. Yeah. and yeah and we would literally just like yell for 15 minutes and it's like okay cool I got out of the meeting <laughs> but like I don't know maybe I don't have that outlet anymore mm-hmm. because I, I don't know like I just yeah. Yeah. Well, feel free to call me anytime to yell. I I I don't but mind. But it's this. different because it's like we're it's not going like, through these yeah. things together. You yes. know, like it was different when like because I didn't have to give contact. Like right. it was just like because we would leave those meetings together. Yeah. Like we would we would or even we'd be messaging during the meetings. So like, Misery oh loves God. company. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I think even at film school, even these two friends that I've made at film school, like. They're, they're not experiencing that because yeah. they are, you know, our situations are just different. They yeah. don't have the financial or the, the resource constraints because uh, they just have a different path to film school than I mm-hmm. did. And 
you know, it, it's, it is what it is. And, mm-hmm. and that's some of, I guess, what I'm dealing with is like, okay, it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is the risk of like, because it, it is a time investment as well as financial investment. And again, I like, I don't know if it's just that I want it to be worth it or I really think it will be worth it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm just at this weird stage where like, I am so frozen and I've never not had a plan. Mm. I've never, and it's not even, I have a plan, but like I have never, I just feel so directionless Mm -hmm. is where I'm at. And I've never felt that way. Like even in my twenties when I was just like floating Mm -hmm. and didn't have any real plans, I had dropped out of college. I was working at McDonald's and that was my life and it was fine. Like I, I, but I was in my 20s. Like, it didn't yeah. feel as urgent as being in my mid-30s mm-hmm. and suddenly realizing, like, I have no real plan. Mm. And this is probably something I should have said at the beginning of the episode and not the end, because that I think you could probably identify with a little bit more. <laughs> but maybe, maybe we'll talk about this another time. I don't know. I just... Uh, you know, to be honest, we're filling out a recording session because <laughs> we have X amount of hours to do this in and we needed an episode and that's kind of why I brought it up. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of how I'm feeling. And I, I feel like, you know, I, I think it's important to be honest about when things are going well as well as when they're not going mm-hmm. well. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think you and I are both at a similar place in terms of not really knowing what's next or, you know, what we know where we'd like to be, yeah. but getting there is not just on, you know, <laughs> merit alone, right? There yeah. are other things that oh, needs to sure. happen for this to be true. Um, and again, I think you know, you and I have similar personalities when it comes to work and like getting things done um, and how we perceive that, you know, work and things like that. And I think it's hard for our personalities to take, take uncertainty in, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, I've been at this little bit longer than you and, you know, I've, I've, I've like I felt directionless. I even even if I was teaching, I felt like, you know, hey, this isn't this isn't my you know long term plan by any means. And so, what is it that I'm doing? And what is it of? And, and we talked about this of like when you have to write down what is your occupation. I'm like <laughs> blank, right? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, I've been signing up to do surveys, uh-huh. but like Nielsen, like yeah. good, sur- uh, not even surveys, focus groups. Yeah. Uh, but that is, yeah, I, I, I think that's actually part of the reason I don't get picked is because I'm a student, mm-hmm. but then I have to put in my former like yeah. industry or whatever. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's where it kind of, yeah. Yeah. Cause we don't want people who work in marketing for focus groups. So. <laughs> no, I didn't tell them I worked in marketing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Cause yeah. I technically did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, I'm definitely never get picked. I now. mean, yeah, regardless. <laughs> See, I don't even go because I'm like, I know I, I wouldn't yeah. get picked. But I I think again, I just have to for me, I just have to keep telling myself like this is a moment in time, you know. And I, I've ha- actually had this moment before where I was out of work for two years, um, voluntarily at the time too, because I was having kids. Mm. Um Oh, I didn't know you took time yeah, off. Yeah, I took oh, time okay. off. Um, and when I was trying to go back into work, get back into workforce, it was difficult because, you know, I was kind of at that point of like, I, I was still, I had experience enough of for an, like I had too much of an experience for an entry level job, but I wasn't ready to be that next level yet. Um, and so at that time it was difficult too but if I think about what happened then and where I ended up career-wise um in a span of you know seven years like I was able to make 
a lot of strides in that. And so, you know, I just kind of always think back to like this again, everything's a moment in time and it's about how you make the most of the moment. Um, And obviously those come with dark and good days, but other part of it is like, I'm glad that I'm here to be with my kids too. Right. And, and relationally, I'm a lot less short than I was before. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. Um, Sorry. Okay. I agree. I just think that, uh, yeah, I don't don't know. I think that's just what I'm grappling with is like, in the end, is this all going to be worth Mm -hmm. it? And I think that's where I just need to decide, like, it's either worth the chance or it's not worth the chance. And I think that's where, like, I I feel like everything keeps stacking up against me Mm -hmm. and and yeah, I don't know. Well, what a delightful episode. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Corporate Rehab Pod for real time thoughts and reactions. Uh, leave us a rating review on whatever platform you're listening to. Thank you, Nami, for Thanks, Michael. talking to me this week. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>